I call this hidden ploy of worldwide deception Satan's mantra of doubt. Simply put, Chris, if you don't believe or accept the first sentence of the Bible as truth, you're not going to believe the rest of the book either. You can sit in church your entire life. You could start in Sunday school, and you can go all the way through. And a lot of children today are in Sunday school, but they're not hearing that. This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson, and today we have an interesting guest with us who has spent a lot of time investing in children or high schoolers as a teacher, but he also has a burden for our nation that God has laid on his heart. He's an author of the best-selling Christian end times thriller, Newton's Riddle. He's also an award-winning and now retired high school astronomy teacher from Annapolis, Maryland. So we welcome you, Mr. Neil G. Russell. Well, thank you, Chris, and what an honor it is to be on the broadcast today. And Chris, I taught at Annapolis High School. I had no intentions of ever being a teacher, but it was God's plan for 45 years. Mm. Now, I, that means if you, if, you, if you can count, it's three generations of Annapolis High kids. And everybody always asks me, do you miss that? And the answer is, yes, I miss the children. I miss the children because, again, I love teaching what's called truth. Now, see, God knows your heart. He knows my heart. And he knows our heartfelt passions for our job, correct? That's right. And so, my, and again, working at Charisma, one of the things that I know that this organization does is it teaches truth. Now, truth is something that everybody's trying to find today. Truth is simply defined as a fact or a belief that is accepted to be true. And Chris, real brief story. When I became a Christian, I went to an evangelist, and I said to him, I said, Sir, how do I know what you're saying is true when that other evangelist said the opposite? And he made a statement to me, Chris, about truth that stuck with me all these years. Hmm. And here's what he said. He said, it has to be in the Bible. It has to be in God's Word. And it has, you have to have two or more witnesses. In Deuteronomy 19.15, it states that one witness, okay, and we've heard this before, is not enough to convict anybody of accused of a crime. You must have at least two or three witnesses. So with that said, I'm just going to throw this one thing out. A major news story that we're hearing right now everywhere, global warming. Mm -hmm. Is that a scientific fact? Is that truth? And see, that's one thing that I have done. I make sure that every lesson that I teach taught my children, and even today when I'm not teaching, is it true? And as I said, I'm looking at the world just like you are, Chris. I'm looking at the data that's coming in just like everybody else, and I'm seeking the truth. I'm looking at my trees outside. I live on the eastern shore of Maryland, and my trees, and this has never happened at the end of September, they're changing colors. Hmm. Now that, to me, is, is a big flag going up. But again, truth is what we're seeking. I believe that all true scientists are dedicated truth seekers. Now, as a veteran science teacher, I thought I would never teach my children a lesson that wasn't based on proven, thoroughly researched scientific fact. As parents, okay, we send our children to school trusting that every subject they're being taught is 100% factual. And in reality, all humanity has been on the same quest throughout time, and that's called truth. Now, Chris, I got a question for you. Okay, I'm a teacher. I'm sorry, but I have one question. <laughs> I'm ready. If you can, you're ready. Okay, uh, my student. 
All right, so can you quote the very first sentence of the Bible, Chris, Genesis 1-1? Well, I believe it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Excellent, my stellar student. <laughs> Unfortunately, Chris, nobody is teaching that. No one? No one. No one. Wow. No one, Chris, no teachers, no professors, and sadly, very, very few preachers are even teaching that. So, Chris, my student, when somebody says that to you, something so basic to our faith, what's your questioning? What do you, what do you think? Well, I wonder why that is. Okay, well, that's an excellent question, and the answer is simple. What's the opposite of truth, Chris? A lie. Okay, and Chris, who's the author of lies? Well, we know from the scriptures that Satan is the father of lies. Correct again. You get an A+. Plus. Oh, good. <laughs> Unfortunately, Chris, most people, including many who consider themselves to be Christians, really don't believe that biblical fact either. Hmm. See, that's crazy because, again, it, because I am one of them, I used to be one of them, let me share a true story with you. Chris, do you guys have any Panera Breads down there in Florida? Oh, yes, I frequent them. Okay. After work one day, I went over and I had my favorite bowl of soup. It was cream of broccoli cheddar. Mm, and I'm looking at the dis- I love that. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and I'm looking at this table that was across from me and there sat a mother and her daughter. And that little girl was listening to every word that mother was saying because she grew up trusting her and knowing that that mother cared about her and loved her. And see, that changed my perspective of everything. Because, again, this is what truth is about. It was really evident by the expression on her innocent face that that little girl trusted and loved her mother in every fiber of her being. She was nurtured from birth with full confidence that her mother wanted the best for her and that every word that her mommy spoke was 100% true. Mm-hmm. If that same little child had any reason to doubt her mother's love for her, or if her mother was not always there to provide for her, then the mother-daughter relationship would be over. And Chris, in the same way, Satan, the god of this world, and this is recorded in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, has sown seeds of doubt into the minds of millions of innocent school-aged children throughout the world that God is not their creator their sole provider, their alpha and omega. Now, I have a term for this, okay, as a teacher. I call this hidden ploy. And again, very few people are saying what I'm saying right now. So folks, those of you listening, please listen very carefully. I call this hidden ploy of worldwide deception Satan's mantra of doubt. Simply put, Chris, if you don't believe or accept the first sentence of the Bible as truth, You're not going to believe the rest of the book either. You can sit in church your entire life. You could start in Sunday school, and you can go all the way through. And a lot of children today are in Sunday school, but they're not hearing that. Unless I truly knew that God was my creator, and which I do today, I wouldn't believe the book. So, well, it's it's a really it's a really big lie that Satan has. Uh, brought into young people's lives, that they are simply here as a product of an evolutionary accident, that there's really no purpose, no plan for their lives. And I know that there's a lot of suicides in the news now. We see opioid use. We see vaping. These things are destroying the lives of our youth. That's sad, but true, Chris. 
As a Christian teacher, I worked in a public school for 45 years, and I have witnessed this tragedy firsthand. Without having a firm foundation, folks, knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that the first sentence of the Bible is true, that God alone is our creator, that he alone is our provider, our sustainer, our redeemer, that he created each of us with special gifts and unique skills. And that's the other thing. How many children go through public school and come out, Chris, knowing who they are and what their gifts are? And see, a lot of people go on to college and they think this is what they want to do and they waste their time and money. Then all too sadly, our children are, are going to grow up never knowing or fulfilling God's perfect plan for their lives. Now, as with the mother-daughter bonding I described earlier, unless our children grow up knowing that Genesis 1-1 is truth, they will never have the inward peace that passes all understanding in both trusting and having a personal relationship with God. Now, I'm not sure if I shared this with you guys yet, but I'm Jewish. My real name is Neil Greenspan. Hmm. And see, I can also speak Hebrew. And God's name in the Old Testament is called Ruach Elohim, which means our everlasting Father, the creator of the universe, and with his Son, our Lord and Savior, Yahshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. And most importantly, now this is another very important fact, knowing that we work, just like you and I are working right now in tandem with God's Holy Spirit, that we work, and that's what I'm doing here, in tandem with God's Holy Spirit and fellow spiritual believers, that we're combining all our gifts that God has created within us to spread his gospel truth throughout the world. And ultimately, this is what children never know, how to fulfill their destiny. And see, as Christians, this is what knowing God is our creator, that we are confident that we are fulfilling the death destiny that he has for us, Chris. Hmm. Excellent. Now, Neil, I know that you wanted to talk about your line of witnessing apparel, but I'm curious how all of this fits into that. I know it's called <laughs> Put God First America. Excellent question again. Okay, that is exactly where this discussion is leading us, Chris. Like myself, you are a passionate communicator of God's truth, true? I aim to be. Okay, and as the producer of Charisma Media's podcast, you work with a team of fellow gifted, spirit-filled believers for God's ordained purpose of spreading his gospel throughout the world. That's true. Okay, now like you, Chris, I'm also a passionate communicator of God's truth, working in tandem with our boss, God's Holy Spirit, and the team of gifted believers, including my spirit-filled wife, Mary Ann. We are literally reaching the entire world with God's truth. God has opened doors for me to be on television, to do numerous radio and podcast interviews like today's, um, and write a best-selling book to write and produce Christian music, and to produce numerous Christian websites, such as, and, and listeners, I want you to write this down. If you want to know how God created everything in six 24-hour days, just like the Bible says, and 13.77 billion years, just like science says, go to genesisbigbang.com. Genesisbigbang.com. I made that for an MIT physics professor, Dr. Gerald Schroeder. And it'll show you using Einstein's theory how it all works out. Plus, 
BeMadeWhole.net. When Jesus prayed over people, Chris, he said, BeMadeWhole.net. Yes. <laughs> That's been seen. Both of those websites have been, has an Internet outreach of over 500,000 worldwide viewers. Now, consider the fact that Jesus said he's not coming back until his gospel has been spread throughout the world. We have the Internet. You and I are using that today. And we're spreading God's word. Now, earlier this year, I signed and paid for a marketing contract with Charisma Media to do a future promotional outreach for my soon-to-be-completed book entitled Genesis 1, The Scientific Truth of Creation. Now, that I'm retired, my passion is using these communicative skills that God's put within me to both write and illustrate a book that will finally explain the scientific truth behind the six days of creation. Now, I was well into revealing and describing how God meticulously set his heavenly clocks, the sun and the moon, in the night and day sky on creation day four when the Holy Spirit began prompting me. Now, Chris, you know what we're talking about. See, guys, the Holy Spirit either can speak audibly, but he prompts me. And when he won't let go, I over and over again, I know it's from him. And he kept on saying these three words to me, Chris, put God first. Hmm. Now, I kept on hearing that. And I t- only person that knew this was my wife. Now, for the next two months, from May to June of 2019, these words all day long would prompt me, put God first, echoed through my thoughts. One day in early July, as I'm sitting right now in front of a computer, I prayed, Lord, Show me exactly what you want me to do, and I'll do it. Now, after I said that prayer, shortly after I said that, okay, God's Holy Spirit prompted me to create a logo on my computer screen. Two months later, I'm sitting again at the screen of my computer right now, and I'm being interviewed by the producer of Charisma Media's podcast network, Chris Johnson. Now, I want you to know something, Chris. This is God. This is totally God. So now we're going to go into a story, Chris. I'm going to ask you, Chris, do you like to study history? I'm interested in learning about history, yes, especially when it's in story form. Okay, so here's a story for you. Okay. Okay, have you ever heard the true story told by an artist named Arnold Freeberg describing the history behind his most famous painting, the Prayer at Valley Forge? I know the painting. I probably have heard the story, but please refresh my memory. Okay. Now, sadly, this should be taught to every student in the United States. Okay, this is a powerful historical story of truth. General George Washington and his weary troops arrived at Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, six days before Christmas of 1777. The men were hungry and they were tired after being uh, losing a string of battles that resulted in the British capturing the patriotic city of Philadelphia earlier that fall. The defeats had led some members of the Continental Congress to want to replace Washington, believing that he was incompetent. Cold and starvation not only okay, was the dangerous threat to the soldiers, by the end of the encampment okay, at Valley Forge, 2,000 men, roughly six out of every 10 men, died of disease. 
and during the entire time, George Washington refused to sleep in the comfort of the warm barracks that were provided him, but he slept outside with his men. Now, this is something that I didn't know, Chris. I didn't know. I heard about Valley Forge, but I didn't know that General Washington did this. Mm-hmm. And here's one thing that I just found out, and this should be taught to everybody. General Washington would start each day by repeating this prayer. Only by our steadfast reliance on God, that all-wise and powerful being on whom our success depends, we are able to overcome the insurmountable challenges that we face. I truly believe, believe, and history proves, that was George Washington's humble prayers that turned the tide of the Revolutionary War. Hmm. After that prayer, okay, and that's what was painted in that famous painting, we started winning the battle. In fact, we won the war. George Washington became the first president of the United States, as we know. We study that history. And here's another fact, Chris. On October 3rd, which is my birthday, but not on this date, on 1789, President George Washington declared our nation's first proclamation of prayer, which he states, It is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and to humbly be to implore his protection and favor. Hmm. Now, let me ask you this, Neil. Um, Do you believe that if George Washington didn't put God first, we wouldn't be here today? Without a doubt. Hmm. See, folks, think about what we just said. George Washington put God first. He was our first president. We were losing the war. When he went out there, and again, he knelt down in the snow, but the picture is with him beside his horse. And he's kneeling down in the snow, imploring God, because they were losing. And from that moment on, we're Americans today. Yes, absolutely true, Chris. So do you you think that's the reason that God prompted you now to proclaim this message to Americans, to put God first? Without a doubt. You know, Chris, there's been a lot of talk lately about making America great. Mm -hmm. But the greatness is not in what people think. We want a nation that brings glory to God instead of glory to itself. Only God can make a nation great. Mm -hmm. The greatest problem facing our country today is the lack of elevating God to his rightful position as Lord. What is true for our nation is also true for all the Americans When we as a nation and a people totally submit to the Creator God and recognize Him as our sole provider for all of our needs, to the Lordship of His Son, Jesus Christ, as our Redeemer and Savior, only then will America be great again. Now, Proverbs 29.2 says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, but when the wicked rule, the people moan. So, Chris, yes, absolutely. This is what God has called me to do, okay? But time is running out, Chris. I don't have to tell you that our nation is presently at a dangerous crossroads. If today's Christians do not act now as George Washington did in that harsh winter of 19, or 1777 and bravely recognize and unashamedly proclaim God's sovereignty over America, it's all over with. Come next November, we will hand the keys of our sovereignty to Satan, the prince of the world. 
You ask me how Christians can do it, the answer is recorded in the very familiar Bible verse in Proverbs 3, 6. In everything you do, acknowledge me, and I will direct your path. Chris, in everything I do, I acknowledge God. From the moment I wake up in the morning and go to sleep at night, I thank him for supplying all of my needs, the oxygen that you and I are breathing, the food that we eat, my family, my friends, my neighbors, living in a country with the freedom to serve him 24-7. Putting God first means following his rules, not ours. Mm-hmm. I have to hand it to the devil, Chris. He's done a phenomenal job working behind the scenes to remove God's rules, the Ten Commandments, our moral compass from every fact of society, including the church. And I know we're going to run out of time. i got a quick story, folks. Listen to this. We're re- I was required last year to recognize the children of my class, and I call them gender-confused. And I had a girl in my class, a beautiful girl, and she wanted to be called a boy. But I couldn't do that because I would look at her and she was a girl. And one day I used the pronoun her. And out of her came a growl because she was demon-possessed. And I jumped back at first. People have to realize this is from Satan. This is from Satan. I am not ashamed to put on the T-shirts, the polo shirts, the hats, the hoodies that display from my website. Put GodFirstAmerica.com, the logo that the Holy Spirit prompted me to create, Chris, on my computer, put God First America. God's word declares in Isaiah 55:11, so shall my word go out forth from my mouth, and it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing that I sent it. So Chris, yes, this is why God put us together today. Yes, folks, those of you that are listening, now is the time. Yes, these are T-shirts, but folks, you've got to see them. Go to the website. You've got to see. They're on polos. It's on hoodies because it's going to get cold pretty soon. They're on long sleeve and short sleeve, navy blue and royal blue with the logo, Put God First America. Everybody is going to see it. Everybody will know that you represent, the. you put God first. So, Chris, thank you so much for the opportunity of sharing this with the world. Thank you, Chris. Well, we're so glad you could join us today. So the website, once again, is putgodfirstamerica.com, where you can see uh, these uh, T-shirts, polo shirts, hoodies, caps, uh, whatever type of apparel that Neil has up there with that important message. So thank you very much, Neil, for joining us today with your significant message. Thank you. It was an honor, honor, honor. Praise God. And again, folks, there's two types of people in the world, those who put God first and those who don't. Think about what I just said. PutGodFirstAmerica.com. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. And I'm Chris Johnson. Listeners, thank you for joining us for this episode of Charisma Connection. I hope today you'll be inspired to lift up America and her leaders today in your prayers. God bless you. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.